<laughs> yes, man. We got a level there. Yep. <laughs> All right, sweet. Uh, we just basically start cold here. I don't have uh, Josh and I are working on some music, but I don't have any right now. So it doesn't sound as produced as some podcasts, but uh, fuck it. That's the way it is. So here we go. I got my little notes there. Uh, All right. Fuck it. Let's do it. Here we go. This is episode 32. I'm going to go 32. I think it's 32. I'm proud of 32. Uh, Episode 32 of No Laugh Track, Acme Comedy's podcast. My name is Justin Severson, and uh, I hate to disappoint everyone today. It was supposed to be James Adomian stopping in, uh, but I, I pulled up to Acme today, and there was security outside. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I come in. Well, the former governor stopped in so governor what do you mean former governor uh, pardon me which That's part right and then you address me as governor that sounds like a contradiction <laughs> i'm sorry so the former is the part that's wrong that, uh, yeah, I, I was. A, I, I'm, a, I'm a potential acting and future governor. <laughs> How do you know that I'm not a future governor? That's true. That's true. Can you run again? I can. I, I can. I can do whatever I want. I'm gonna Are go. Are you my commanding officer? <laughs> no, 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 sir. I established a perimeter here. We established a perimeter here in the facility. <laughs> I have my security sweep it. Yeah. I I swept it for mines. <laughs> And I do I got, that from a remote location with a, with a a repurposed minesweeper app. <laughs> how about that pat down I had? That was a little inappropriate. I don't support pat downs, but if the TSA can do it to me, why can't I do it to you? That's true. I hear you have a metal plate in your head, so you've had some trouble there. <laughs> no, your a, hip. I have a metal plate in my hip. No, pardon me. You it, you do you think it? Do you, do you want me to have a metal plate in my head? Is that a threat? <laughs> there are no. There are if no. You th- make a threat against a former incumbent governor. I, I wouldn't. I, I would never threat a former uh, incumbent governor uh, or a uh, professional wrestler. That's a gubernatorial foul. <laughs> I think it's a ten-yard penalty. <laughs> I do have uh, one question. I don't. I, you, I'm sure you don't remember this. We, I have five answers. Okay. <laughs> we met. Uh, r- yep. When you were running for governor, we met when I, I was a lowly intern at uh, KQRS in 1998. It was like my second week in a radio station, and you came in, and it was like one of the biggest thrills of my life because I used to watch you wrestle. I grew up in, you know, I was born in the mid 70s, so your heyday was my, you know, wrestling era. Yep. I went in the ring. I went against the George the Animal Steel. I right like here it. in Minneapolis. That's right. In front of fifty thousand fans. <laughs> have you ever have you ever experienced combat with a man who can bite a turnbuckle? <laughs> I have. Could you I played chess with human sized chess pieces against Manuel Noriega. <laughs> have you done anything like that? I hunted predators. I've seen Predator. Yep, that was a documentary. We lost <laughs> we lost creative control. What, what what was my favorite line from that movie? Uh uh not if he dies, he dies. Uh oh yeah, it was the name of your book. I ain't got time to bleed. That was the name of a book. That's not my only book. Oh, pardon me. That's You're right. forgetting <laughs> Republicrats and Demo Publicans? <laughs> That's right. Repu- yeah. One of the most difficult book titles to pronounce. <laughs> yeah, Rebloodlikins. Is that what it was? Yep, I don't read. I haven't read it. 
I, I ain't got time to read. <laughs> I th- yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm misremembering that. It was, I ain't got time to read. <laughs> Pardon me. Just one last question, Jesse. I'm sure you're a very busy person. What do you mean, one last question? Well, I don't want to. What if take- I don't want to answer it? Well, then, we, then maybe I was. Uh... I'm going to have to take these tapes and examine them. <laughs> I'm going to t- I'm gonna examine them. I'm listening to some of the Nixon White House tapes, and I'm going to examine these next to them. I was gonna. I you know what? I'm gonna skip that question. I got. I have a better one here. I was gonna ask you about the feather boa, but you might get uncomfortable about that. What do you mean uncomfortable about a feather boa? Just because I don't wear one in public doesn't mean I don't have one underneath my garments at all times. <laughs> Are you suggesting that maybe I'm not wearing a feather boa now? How would you know? Well, was your pat down extensive? <laughs> I'm not. I was in charge of no pat downs, but uh, I guess if we hang out long enough, maybe I'll find out if the feather bow is underneath. Most there. people do. <laughs> hey, but I do want to know. Uh, actually, I just want to commend you because I hadn't seen Tyrell in the public. He was not in the public eye for a long time, and I've seen your show, and it's it's nice to see Tyrell uh, working. Yep, my son, Tyrell Ventura. <laughs> That's right. It's it's a stage name that's so strong. I passed it on to the next generation. <laughs> oh my god! I uh, I do have one critique of your show, though. I hope I'm not out of line. Who are you, H. L. Mencken? <laughs> Am I supposed to tremble? So that it's just because you have a microphone, you think that you're the press? I've tangled with the press. I know you have. Go at it. You'll. T- I went five rounds against. Garrison Keeler. <laughs> I heard you made him take his headset off. Yep. I, I don't use headsets. They don't make headsets large enough for me. I face incredible discrimination because I'm bald. And it's not just in sexual perceptions. It's also in the manufacture of headsets. They pinch, they pinch the scalp hair. I, I truly believe that. My only critique, and I and I apologize in advance for this, is the the I feel like the reenactments on your show is sort of the the acting quality is comparable to seventies porn. How do you know that's acting? Oh, oh no, really? How do a How do you know it's acting? And b How do you know that I wasn't making an attempt to create an homage to seventies <laughs> porn? <laughs> You know, those credits go by so fast. I have a end. need for gratification like anyone else. <laughs> When's I, the last time you were gratified, Justin? <laughs> I, it's been too long. It's, it's been way too long. Oh, my God. Jesse. I mean, Mr. Governor. Why would I call you Jesse? It's Governor Mr. Ventura. Governor. And I have an honorary doctorate. That's right. That's right. You do. Dr. Mr. Jesse. Governor Ventura. Yep. Thank you for the time. Well, I'm not going to thank you in return, but I'm going to walk away right now. <laughs> Let's do it. He's moving. Get out. Secure the perimeter. <laughs> <laughs> well, there they go. I don't know. Uh, I was hoping maybe the feature acts from this week, the feature and the uh, host would show up, and I talked to them. It's. Uh, I know. I'm just asking questions. <laughs> Jesse, I do. You, you're done, right? Done. Okay. Why am I laughing? I know you're dead serious. I tell you what, I'm gonna wait here, and somebody else is gonna walk in, and uh, we'll we'll see, we'll see what happens here. I, yeah, may- you got it. I'll monitor from the seats. <laughs>
right. Let's see. Uh, so I'll give everybody the lowdown here. I'm sitting in the uh, Acme. Uh, you know, I'm on the stage here. The couches are out. Jesse's gone, and uh, I'm hoping somebody walks in here. We now have three secu- three members of the security team. <laughs> Jesse, do me one last favor and please see if James Adomian's in the building oh, here. here. Hold on, get Adomian in here. I'm not personally a fan of him, but I, when I know he's in town in my state, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep an eye on him <laughs> to make sure that any satire remains. Friendly and satirical. Please do. I don't need any. I don't need any libel or or, or any kind of a, a scandals erupting because of some humorist who thinks he's gonna get laughs at my expense. <laughs> Told me you'd get in here. You're on a short leash. <laughs> hey, how you doing? It's Justin, right? Yeah. Hey, Justin. Hey. Hi. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Well, we well, we met this morning briefly this morning. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. At KQRS. Yes, welcome to Minneapolis. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Did you have anything to say to the... No, Jesse and I are good. We're hanging out. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> did he... He didn't pick you up, give you a ride over here. Oh, he, he picked me up and carried me over here, <laughs> oh. actually. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You're heavier than your biography said. <laughs> <laughs> not, you know what? I wish I would have seen that because I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised. The, guy, the man is still fit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. He's made of barrels. He's made of barrels. <laughs> I uh, want to. He should be. If the most interesting man in the world, if if that guy, if the actor quits or passes away or something, they should get Jesse Ventura to replace him. Wouldn't that be great? For yeah. real, that would be oh, great. You no, know I haven't already negotiated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm capable of commercial endorsement. Are you saying? Is this a? Is there any chance there's a Super Bowl commercial in Jesse's future? I don't know, Jesse. What do you, are you, we want to do a Super Bowl ad? Nope. <laughs> and the only football I endorse is the XFL. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh my God, that was God. That was a success. It was. That was a huge success. So James, welcome yeah. to Minneapolis. Thank you, Justin. Yeah, it's fun. I uh, I love this place. We just did the one show last night. We got a few more. Uh, fun fun room. Yeah. So you've never this. Yesterday was your first step into this building, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I've been to Minneapolis twice before, but never here. Well, I know one of those places because I was there too. Which one? Bang Bang. Yes. Oh yeah, that was fun. Cedar Cultural Center. Well, you may also have. I was. I did it. I did. I performed at the world's. Uh, what was it? The state fair. Uh, like four or five years ago. What? Yeah, I was doing George Bush at the time. So I did George W. Bush. They hired you to do George Bush at yeah. the fair. Yeah. Here, uh, really? Wait, excuse me. I'm. It's. I'm misremembering it. It was not. It was through laughing liberally. It was during the fair at like a. Like a theater in St. Paul. Oh, okay. But uh, I, I went to the fair. I oh. met Al Franken at the fair. That oh, was fun. Okay. He was like, I was like, hey, Al Franken, I, I do an impression of you, and he was like, he was like, well, it's, you know, it's probably as fine as doing an impression. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my book. Sean Hannity is a dumb dumb. <laughs> you did do the impression for him. Yeah. <laughs> he just kind of like he just kind of like pat patted me out of the way. Really? <laughs> he was just kind of like, "Yeah, hey, yeah, that's all right." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. So, how was last night? Uh, oh, it was really fun. Really fun. I like these people. They're smart and attentive and diverse. Yeah. Let, oh, we should talk about that comedy bang bang thing because uh, 
I got to tell you, man, it, it, uh, how do I say this? I've been super pumped to talk to you. And I don't want to sound like a fucking weirdo, no, but sorry. I, but uh, I mean, I, 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 I got do request job. that my interviewers uh, work out <laughs> physically. <laughs> right. I, uh, I got this job based, you know, part of the reason I got this job is because I'm such a huge comedy nerd and I, and I just want to give you my little history of what I know about you. Okay. Was hearing you on other podcasts, just doing your characters and I had no idea who you who was this person doing these voices i had no i had to, you don't know the trouble i went through uh, one afternoon trying to figure out who's doing all these voices a few years back on these podcasts like a comedy bang bang yeah like, who the hell is doing this voice i you know because i know who scott ackerman is i knew it wasn't him right i knew it was someone who is doing this right and it took a while well isn't it isn't the information right there when you download it i, I think was I think it it's then? on iTunes. Yeah, and, I, mean, I, you know, that's actually interesting. Uh, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wasn't already famous. <laughs> you, you weren't famous enough yet. That I'm telling you. I'm sorry, but thanks for finding out. Yeah, the fun thing about podcasts is that uh, I feel like there's been. I never even thought saw this coming. There seems to be so much name recognition and retention amongst people who listen to podcasts. Compared to internet videos. Oh, yeah. If you do a video on the internet, nobody cares who you are, even if it's good, even if they like it. They're yeah. like, ha, that's just a funny thing from internet land. Yeah. But for some reason, if you're on a podcast, they're like, oh, that's a real human being. Yeah. yeah with yeah, a name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then if you get on that podcast, that video will get some attention. There you go. Yeah. Um, that show, that comedy bang bang thing was very, very funny. Oh, thanks. Say. That was a super fun tour. Uh, I think Minneapolis was the first, I think that was the first night of the tour actually. And, uh, I, uh, oh yeah, of course I did Jesse Ventura here Yes, and, um, and I did Hugh Hauser in San Francisco. But other than that, we had a wheel that I would spin. Those were the two cities that we set as, oh, I'm doing the, oh, okay. That character. You need to do it here. But yeah, yeah, all the other cities, we had a wheel that I would spin and it would land on one of the characters that oh, I played okay. on the podcast and I would have to change into it right there and come up with a bit. It was crazy. That'd be good. It was good. I guess it was a fun gimmick, but it was not easy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I bet not. But your your background is in sketch, right? Yeah. Improv? Yeah, I, uh, sketch and improv yeah. originally. Um, that's how I started comedy. Um, and then I started doing stand-up um, like five years ago. Uh, well, I had started, I had done stand-up for like six months when I started out. Yeah. 10 years ago but uh that i just didn't stick with it i went i I preferred sketch i convinced myself that i should do sketch comedy and and characters instead and then i started doing stand-up for fun again and it like everybody was like why haven't you been doing (laughs) stand-up so i kept doing it and now you meld the two yeah i mean i do i perform as myself that is like out of costume in my own voice and i go in and out of characters and i will um i will tell stories about my real life too which is one of the perks of doing stand-up i'm not tied down to whatever uh, somebody thinks that i'm doing an impression of right um and uh but then i i still do characters i perform in character uh like in costume uh also now, but more for fun, actually. They kind of flip-flopped my emphases. Since you brought him up, let's talk about that right now, this Huel Hauser. Yeah, he passed away on Sunday. Um, he passed away on Orthodox Christmas. Uh, I don't know if that's significant to him, but I'm Armenian, so it's it's that's our Christmas. Okay. 
Um, yeah, I did an impression of Huel. We should because I, I'm guessing a lot of the listeners of this podcast are in Minnesota. Are in Minnesota, you wouldn't know who he was. No clue who he is, and I didn't until right. I heard you doing the voice on other shows. Right? Uh, yeah, he's like he's a folk hero in California. Yeah, he's this public television figure. I'm Huel Hauser, and here we are with California's Gold. And that's the show. He would go around California and just have adventures. Our adventure begins here. And he was so exuberant, everyone loved him. Yeah. And he was hilarious. Uh, you th- th- Like, the show would, I mean, he would ask every question possible. Yeah. <laughs> like, exhaustively ask every question about everything he encountered on camera. Yes. And... It was comical to watch, and so I did an impression of him uh, for I've, for years. I've done it, um, and I. Uh, but you know, he 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 passed away on Sunday, and I. Um, it's 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 too bad. I actually was very honored to write. Uh, I read that um, memoriam for him, uh, a remembrance for Hugh Hauser, um, for. The LA Weekly and KCET, which is the station he oh, okay. worked out of. In yeah, Los Angeles. I read the uh, I, I read what you wrote for the uh, LA Weekly. That was that was really nice. Yeah, I was happy to do that because um, did they ask you to a do lot that? of people? Volunteer? A lot of people. I, people know me from a lot of different things, but one of the big things that people know about me is that I did an impression of Huel Hauser. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of people who didn't even know he was a real person. I I didn't. And, <laughs> that's another thing. I had to Google who the hell's Huel Hauser. Right. What is this? Yeah, that's. <laughs> I oftentimes will pick some uh, somebody to do an impression of who's not well known. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, it's just more fun that way. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I uh, yeah, I, I'm I, I've been pretty sad about it actually. Like I, yeah. I didn't meet him in person ever, but he called me on the phone once, and I told that story yeah. in the article I wrote. But he uh, <laughs> he uh, it was very funny because. I we had um, some mutual connections who had I sent like I sent a clip of me doing him to them so it got back to him okay so he calls me and it's this voice on the phone like is this James and I was like who's calling you know yeah, yeah. this unknown number and he right. was like that's is Huel Hauser I heard you've been doing an impression of me and I was just like oh. wow I, it was blown away yeah, yeah. yeah and uh, and we talked and he was very gracious actually um, and we tried to. We talked about doing like a, a live comedy bit together, but it never came together. Oh, that's too bad. He was like, "I'm usually in Palm Springs." <laughs> uh, you probably knew that. <laughs> yeah, I uh, was he. He was he was, he, he, was he, he was a California legend, and and I hope that I hope that people will find out about him. Like I I, I it's hard to explain. Okay, like his show was something you could watch. At any time, mm-hmm. with people by yourself, if you're happy, if you're sad, mm-hmm. drunk, stoned, sober, whatever. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, uh, you could, you could, uh, it, 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 it was, it was funny, and it was just, it was just, and it was interesting. It was just going around California and figuring Do everything you, out. Was you said he was really funny? Do you think he was intentionally funny? It was just kind that of an accident. Is, that's a tough one. He was when he when I talked to him on the phone, he was definitely not as I. I'm, I'm, I don't want to be mean, but I know, I know. His, yeah. his persona on TV seems kind of dumb. Yeah, but he was not dumb. Yeah. So I think that I think it was either I think to some degree he was putting it on, and I think to some degree it was accidental. 
Um, From what I gather, it was uh, his philosophy was, I'm going to ask every question anyone would ever ask. <laughs> right. Right? Yeah. Because you have a, uh, and then you have a, a video where you're portraying him. I was watching that the other day on oh, Funny yeah. or Die. Yeah. And, right. <laughs> and you're going in. So this water is just wet. Yeah. And that's, but like, he, he will ask questions like that sometimes. <laughs> I witnessed that in real, per- in, uh, in real life once with a, um, there was some uh, uh, event here downtown Minneapolis, and it was like Rib Fest or something. And off to the side, uh, Nabisco had a stand where they're giving they were making up little uh, little snacks for people, free samples. And one of them, uh, and I went up and had one, and I took a bite. It was really good. And this woman next to me, she's like, "Oh my god, this is so good!" And you're you know you look at it, you can see what's on there. It's a Ritz cracker with peanut butter and an, and some M and M's. This woman was so blown away and had so many questions about how you could possibly come up with this combination. If And what ingredient are they not telling us about? You're saying this is all it is. You're saying if I, so I could go home and put peanut butter on this <laughs> and then go buy some M&M's yes. and put those on there. Yeah. That, <laughs> and are you, you kidding me, lady? You want to say, yes, all the options are open to you. <laughs> you could. You're saying that's all it I is. I could throw it on the ground and step on it. Yeah, that's all it is. You could even add a fourth step and step on it. Todd Glass has a bit like that where he goes, he's he's talking about the infomercial, then how, oh, for like, a, for what do you call that? This The, the spongy, squeegee. Oh, uh, uh, ShamWow. Yeah, ShamWow. And he goes, here's, here's how they start listing all the things you could do with it. You can clean up, you can clean up a mess. You can clean up milk. You can clean up orange juice. And he's like, what else can you do with it? And it's just like, he's like, of course, of course, you can wipe shit up with it. That's obviously what it is. Yeah. You can spill it. You can, you, can, you can use two of them. You can use three of them. You can wipe one up with another one. <laughs> we have this car. You can even drive it. Right, right, yeah, right. Exactly. This phone. You can make phone calls. <laughs> Not just get the internet. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, it, it, I guess. I guess. I mean, you understand why. I mean, if you think about it, you understand why someone would exhaustively figure out all the uses for something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, to, just to illustrate it. I part of my job on the. Uh, I want to go back to the Hulhauser thing for a little bit more. I, part yeah. of my job on the uh, morning show. I'm the producer, so I look up the stories that we do on the show. And when I and I was looking up stories, well, I guess it was was it Sunday? When, when did they announce this? Uh, passed on Sunday? on Sunday, but they announced it on Monday. Okay, then it was Monday night when I was looking that up. And I'll tell you, like knowing and looking forward to the fact that I was going to talk to you, and then seeing that that happened, it was like <sighs> this is. You know, I don't, I'm not into, you know, I don't believe in, like, I don't think there's some weird meaning to any of that or anything, but, like, that was a really strange coincidence, like. Well, there was also, there's a strange coincidence. I was, I was suddenly struck with the impulse to watch Huel Hauser videos the night that he died. Really? I was showing people in New York Huel Hauser, because a lot of people just don't know who he is. Yeah. So I was just showing videos of him, and then it turns out he passed away. It was... Uh, I, yeah, that. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Um, I. I, I the, it sucks. It sucks. It's like it. What? It's that kind of thing sucks because it's. Every, he's just purely beloved. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I and uh, I'm not the only one. There's other comedians make fun of him, mm-hmm. and but like uh, he's either made fun of, but mostly beloved, <laughs> and. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's he's and he's also kind of this larger than life figure that you forget that it's a real person in some way and sure, so sure it's like you didn't expect him to be able to die it's like yeah uh-huh. it it 
he was like a he was like a he was like a folk hero. It's like you know, absolutely fictional character. Of some and he was kind. still working. He had just retired. Oh, he had just retired. He had just retired, and I don't know if he's if 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 he was ill and kept it a secret, or if it was a surprise. I don't know, but yeah. um, he had he had wrapped his career up. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll put uh, links to all that stuff. Like for like that vi- the video that you posted, I'll get that on the uh, Facebook. The page Yosemite Firefall is a really good one. Yes. and um, uh, there's there's tons of Huel Hauser videos, and I think. He donated. I think when he retired, he donated the entire run of his show to uh, Chapman University, I believe. And I think that's supposed to be. I think that's supposed to be released as a like an online tribute. Oh wow! Uh, and so hopefully it'll be something that people can see beyond California because he really was something special. Yeah, yeah. He was very funny, but also. Um, uh, so relentlessly positive that it's really you have to be an incredible asshole to not that's yeah li- that's, like the guy. That's a good way to put that. Yeah, yeah. If you don't like him, you're the asshole, <laughs> not him. I I just I feel the license to just say that. <laughs> Declare somebody's out. Somebody out there is like, well, I never liked him, and I. Why did I lapse into the Jim Gaffigan voice? <laughs> <laughs> Who's this guy? <laughs> why is he? Why am I an asshole? <laughs> I love that. I love that voice. Yes, oh, it's, it's fantastic. I've seen him on the stage several times. Oh yeah, I bet rocking the stage you before thought. he hit the theaters. You know, now he's yeah. Now you couldn't even you, now you couldn't even get him in here with his entourage. Probably not. <laughs> but good for him. I will say I have couldn't happen to a better guy, and I do mean that. Um, how did so? I picture you in high school as like very you uh, very. Did you act in high school? What did you do? Yes. I know you have a part of your act is you played football. Is that true? Yes, I yeah. was an actor. I, I did theater and football basically. That was my things, and I I ran track. I was a pole vaulter too. Um, I was a I was um, I would always get A's and F's. Uh, that's my I I I was a good student, but but sometimes I just wouldn't do it yeah. at all. Yeah. Um. Or like I would, I would ace the, I would ace like the final, and then like turn the paper in a week late, and get an F on it, you yeah. know. Uh, Try, trying when you want to. Yeah, I guess so. I also did way too many extracurriculars in high school and college. You mean uh, I was way more interested in doing fun stuff related to school than actual schoolwork. Yeah, and I don't regret that at all. No, I didn't graduate from college because I did way too much shit in my senior year. I wrote a play and I produced it and I like I did all the theater plays. Holy shit! And I had and I was I uh, oh and I was working on the newspaper too and it was like of course I'm like I'm doing too much and it was like man who cares? Yeah. Just, Where was that? At Whittier College right, okay. in Southern California. Um, yeah, I was I, I I I played football one year there, but that didn't really work out. I'm not, I didn't really I wasn't cut out to play college football. Oh um, you, really? You were on the team in college? I was just on the team. Yeah. yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, and in theater um, from high school, um, and that's and and then in college too. And uh, I guess I have always been performing comedically as like a class clown. Yeah, as long as long as anybody, as I mean, as soon as I started going to school. Yeah, I was a class clown. Um, and uh, you were growing up where? In Georgia, and then California. Okay. Um, well, I, I obviously mostly. Or California. I would either be. You I would, no Huel. 
Right. I would either be paralyzed shy or I would be the class clown. That was, it was, I can relate to that. Yeah. So like the first semester of the school year, I would be terrified of everyone. And then the second one, once I met everybody, then I was, then I was like... Why? I, I feel the same. What, what is that? Do you, are you, do you like that you're like that? I don't... Yeah, I just know. I, yeah, I don't... Why would I... That's just... If I've, if I've always been that way, why am I going to be angry about it? I don't it? know. Well, not angry, but just like... Because uh, I, I I have a problem with how shy I am sometimes when I first meet people. Like, I yeah. just... And then, and, then I, and then I've been accused of coming off as, like, kind of a aloof or a dick. Like, no, I'm just, I'm just sitting back and I'm just <laughs> observing. Like, I'm not... Right. Trying to be an asshole. Right. You know? But I, but I, I don't know. I, I had the same type of thing. Like uh, I loved making people laugh. But uh, if you put me, I, I'll never forget when I was like seventeen or eighteen, going up in front of my um, social studies class to read some thing I wrote on Bill Clinton, and I couldn't even keep my hands still. I mean, the paper almost shook out of my hands. They were moving so fast up and down. My voice is cracking. Like this is, it was horrifying. Absolutely horrifying. <laughs> and these are people that you know. I went to not the. I grew up in St. Paul, Minnesota. You know, not a big school. Like I pretty much knew everybody. I should have been okay with that, but shaking like a fucking leaf. Well, do you perform now? No. Okay, but so on the radio, a, you, you know, do radio. Yeah, you're and this. Oh, that. See, there you go. You just gotta. You gotta figure out your. You gotta figure out your magic feather. Yeah, <laughs> and then you. Feather. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the trick. Microphones only. That's true. That's true. How did? What did you go for to college for? What was your major? Oh God, I had a, f- I I had a self-designed major that I ended up failing out of. <laughs> nice, you did one of those scams. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was it wasn't it wasn't easy. It was um, theater, economics, and philosophy. Um, that's what I studied. And I, have to, I like when I was like a junior, I I was like, you know what? I don't feel like dr- uh, focusing on any one of these. I like them all. So mm-hmm. I just. Uh, I put together a major and and then pitched I pitched it to a bunch of professors and had I'm going to do this and this and this and they're like great good and then I just ended up I I did the the, the pro, I finished the the project for the major itself but yeah. I, there were a, a couple other classes that I ended up not finishing nice I didn't graduate it from college either there you go so, yeah it's I don't I when I had day jobs I told every I put on my resume that I was a college graduate. Nobody cared. Yeah. Nobody checked. No. And now I don't. Now I don't need it. So I never had the balls to do that. But I have had. Uh, like at my job now. Like our uh, my boss just retired uh, last month. For like ten years, he was con- he. I'd, I've known him like twelve years. The whole time he thought I was a college graduate. I never corrected really? him. It's like yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't matter. I already had the job. Yeah. But I didn't feel like correcting him. It, oh, yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Not really. No. Not really. That's my message to the youth. Is just save yourself some money. Should we cut out all this other crap and just put that? That'll be the message today. That's just my. That's my one message to everybody. I, the youth. I said that. Well, who says the youth? That sounds like somebody who hates children. <laughs> the youth. Get a load of the youth. Yuck. It's what it sounds like is an evil. It sounds like an evil Catholic teacher. Yeah. Uh, archetype. Like the guy, like like the guy who's like, you've been a very naughty student. <laughs> yes, wringing <laughs> his hands. If there's one thing I know, it's youth instruction. <laughs> that would be a fun character to play. I, um, when you were in town for the comedy Bang Bang show, yeah, uh, that was. I'm going to tell you something you already know. That was about a week before your CD went on sale. Yes. To the public. And yes. I bought it. Hot. And it's fucking awesome. Thank you. Super funny. I Thank love you. it. 
and you kind of just did one of the voices you do on Low there. Hanging Fruit. Yeah, yes, Low Hanging Fruit is named the CD, and the uh, the, the uh, mustache twisting. That's villain. kind of the theme of the album because that's my big. I guess that's the, I guess that's the big closing number, folks. Yeah. Um, that's my gay villains bit. Yeah, uh, I love where it. I talk about. Uh, all the different gay villains and how they're gay for no reason at all, except to illustrate to the audience, hey, the bad guy's gay. Just in case you were on the fence about who's the good guy and who's the bad guy, <laughs> the bad guy's gay. Yeah. And um, the, the, the Sheriff of Nottingham is a classic gay villain. Is it? And that's a character I play sometimes uh, just in costume. I'll come out as the Sheriff of Nottingham. And... Uh, <laughs> I interrupt the show, and I'm just like, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I'm looking for Robin Hood. <laughs> this meeting is an express violation of the king's rules. Where is he? <laughs> and then you just kind of ransom the like You kind of like go through the audience and harass everybody looking for Robin Hood. That is so awesome. Oh, my God. And, the, it, you know, and then when you hear the, that... Yeah, that's something I wish I could film. It that's a bit that's just an interactive me in the audience bit, and for some reason I never think of a way to film those. Hmm. It's it's not easy because you know theaters are dark. Yeah, and cameras don't cameras don't usually look good. I mean, they don't footage doesn't look good if it's filmed at a live show. That's true. Little complaints complaint session with James Adomian. <laughs> Showbiz complaints with James Adomian. <laughs> Renowned ingrate. <laughs> What else do you have to bitch about, James? What the <laughs> hell, man? It's um, nice out today. Come on. But yeah, I'm. I'm. It is really nice. Yeah. It's a real warm week here in Minneapolis for, for the winter. Uh, for January 9th? Yeah, yeah. It's like thirty-five. Thirty-five it's today. Real, it's this is a. It's about what it is in New York, I guess. Yeah. Oh, you live in New York now. Yeah, I, yeah. I have been. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. I. I talk about gay villains. I talk about um homophobic beer ads. I'm a gay person. I'm Wait a gay guy. Wait a second. I'm a homo. I'm a homo-American. Um, we had a rule about that here. You don't. Oh, there's no gays on stage? No gays. I, I, I must have pounded that rule into submission last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I, I just talk about those things. This is an, uh, uh, and there's another reason to, to do stand-up as myself was uh, so I could... I was I was out of the closet, but no one knew it from my shows because okay. I was just playing characters. Right, right. So I was like, you know what? I guess if I do stand up, I can I can be I can be out of the closet. Sure. If I'm talking about myself, so that was that was fun. I'm glad I did it. Did you do? I, how how did that work? Did you uh, were you doing stand up and then like uh, like I need to? How am I going to squeeze in the fact that I'm gay? Uh, I started doing stand up for fun. Um, uh, in LA, mostly, uh, well, partly because I got tired of, oh, I don't know, yeah, lugging costumes around, which is, I'm so glad I don't do that anymore. Like, just bags of shit with me all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and like having to change, sometimes there's not a dressing room. If you're doing a show at a bar or a nightclub, like, you're in the bathroom, and there's nothing more humiliating than like putting on like a suit to play George W. Bush in a, like a bathroom in a fucking bar where there's stickers on the windows and right, it's, right. or stickers on the mirrors, yeah, 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 yeah. and there's just like cum everywhere, I guess. <laughs> and you're trying to put look like the president. Yeah. <laughs> there's pee all over the toilet seats. Yeah. And I'm sh- and, and like bumping into shit. Some somebody's taking a shit next to you, and you're 
putting your shoes on, standing up. It was just awful. And I'm glad. I've, I am so relieved not to have to fucking do that stuff anymore. Yeah, well, that's good. Now I just do characters. If there's a, is there a dressing room, great. I'll do a character. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, there was that. And then I felt like I wanted to talk about my life. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there's certain things that I was writing down in my journals that were like, oh, that's funny, but it's not really any character. That's kind of me. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I gave myself the chance to do it. And I was, you know, I got a. I guess I, I've only been doing stand-up five years, uh, except for the brief first time I did it. But um, so it's not that long to be have been doing stand-up. But no, um, not really. But it's not like I just started from nothing. Right, I right. knew how. I mean, I was doing comedy on stage, yeah. and I was also really lucky when Upright Citizens Brigade opened in Los Angeles in 2005. Um, Brought me in. They adopted me. I had been at the Groundlings, and I kind of like for a while. I was at both places, but UCB like adopted me. Yeah, and um, that was really awesome. And um, I had a place to do whatever I wanted. And uh, um, I lost my train of thought. Well, while you're <laughs> and then and then my life got really boring. Nah. <laughs> um. Oh no. What what I I was doing. What, the thing there was I, I started doing characters at stand up shows. Yeah, and. Two things from that were that I learned how to, instead of, like, if you're doing a sketch in a sketch comedy, usually there's a fourth wall, and you have a reality in the stage yeah. where you're doing a thing and the audience is watching you. Yeah. But if you're doing a character at a stand-up show, you're facing out towards the audience, and you're addressing them. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not you, if it's not me, James Adomian, it's a character. I'm still talking to the audience, right. probably taking questions from the audience, improvising, whatever. And that's that's how I learned that part of stand up before I even did stand up, just yeah. from doing sketches in that. Um, what do you call it? Uh, there's a word. There's a term for it, but it's like it's breaking the fourth wall, or it's like uh, I don't know. That's a, I've heard that facing the audience, yeah. I guess, or something. Um, but. Um, the other thing was like I I I was I watched stand up for years just from being at shows and there would be like a stand up lineup and I'd be the one guy who on the show doing a character oh, okay. but but I fell in love with it I just fell in love with the medium just watching people like Todd Glass and Andy Kindler and uh, Eddie Pepitone yeah and those guys in L A would you say anybody took you under their wing uh, I don't know everybody lots of people did actually. Um, yeah, lots of people did. I'm I'm lucky enough that people tend to like what I do. So um, I mean, there's exceptions. There's plenty of people who hate what I do. <laughs> sure. But uh, but um, a lot of my heroes were like, let's do something. You know, yeah. isn't that awesome? It is really wow. nice. It's really awesome. It's really nice. Yeah. Uh, when when you said when you said about changing clothes in the bar or bathroom, it reminded me of something. Um, do you know who Doctor Demento is? Yes, yeah. I love I love him. Yeah. Is he still around? Not he's still alive. Okay, is he still doing a show? I'm not. I feel like sure. not. But he uh, there's a uh, a quick story. His show was him. great. It was fantastic. I loved it. Listen, yeah. it's every Sunday night. Yeah, is when I was. You know. I was a radio geek for sure. I listened to Doctor Demento. I listened to Tom Likas. Um, yeah, the Shock Jock. Is, is he on? Was no. he ever on here? No. Oh, you, let me tell you, something. women need men. Women are dumb. You're just an uh, asshole. And uh, oh. F- my favorite radio performer of all time is probably Phil Hendry. For oh, sure. he's so good. Phil Hendry is uh, a master of what I, he's he's like the 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 enlightened 
uh, guru on top of the mountain for what I do. <laughs> yeah. Phil Hind- there's nobody like there's nobody who approaches what Phil Hendry does with character comedy. Not no. It, you, it's hard to even explain. I'm not hard to explain, but uh, you can explain it to someone. It's, it's almost unbelievable. It's it's a ventriloquist act except it's on the radio, so there's no puppet. It's right. he does fake callers and guests on his show and yes. then he talks to them as himself as the host and it's incredible breath control because he's talking to himself yeah. for hours. Yes. And it sounds like two people talking. Yeah. And then and then also brings in real callers. Yes. That yes. get pissed off. The real they, callers don't understand what's going on. They're so not they're pissed it. off at yeah. how crazy the people his guests are who are really him. It'll all, mm-hmm, it'll be mm-hmm. like something about gun control. Well, well, and- Phil, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. And he has a whole cast of characters that yeah, kind of recur. Great, and- great characters. Yeah, I, um, I'm not going to say who, but I have a friend that subscribes to the uh, Phil Henry show. I think you have to pay for it now. I, I guess so. And uh, he sends me clips of it, so uh, I don't have to pay for it. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm stealing from. I, I mean, I'm. Uh, he's sharing the uh, the Phil Hendry comedy. I personally don't. Uh, I don't steal his thing just because I don't. I don't. I hate to use the word stealing. No, I don't too. agree I with. Said that, he's actually. one of the guys. He's one of the guys who's on the. He's. I disagree with him. He's. He has a lot of strong opinions. Yeah. And that sometimes I sometimes I hate what he says. Sure. He had some really conservative uh, angles on a lot of what was happening in the last ten years. Yeah, um, and that sucks, I guess. But he's you know I'm not gonna I I'm not gonna that doesn't take away from how talented yeah, the guy no, is. No, that shouldn't. And um, but I also don't. I'm not. I'm he. He's one of those guys who's like you got to pay for my shit. And I'm like I maybe I'm just a different generation. I I came up in a generation where I was just kind of expected to give everything away for free, yeah. and I usually do. Like uh, and obviously people pay tickets for live shows, yeah. and that's basically how we make a living. That and and TV. Yeah. But uh, but like all my favorite stuff I've done on the internet has all been. F- uncompensated yeah and that's like most of my career yeah funnier die that all stuff Come yeah bang bang funnier dies funnier die will toss me a couple hundred bucks once in a while that's okay. pretty cool of them but that's not but as a consumer i'm not paying for it right 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 um and it's it's i i have a hard time feeling that i uh, i should have to pay for something when everything i've done i didn't ask anybody to pay for um and you know what? Let me. Use, can I steal it? Can I? There. Can I steal that from you? Because this podcast free. So now I'm even. <laughs> I'm giving away something too. Yeah. I mean, I guess I. I'm. I don't want to nerd out on copyright law, but <laughs> I do agree with Max Kaiser. If you don't know who he is, you should follow him. He's great. He's a expatriate economics, uh, doom and gloom guy. Okay. And he lives in Europe and. Um, he, I, I really like what he's written about copyright laws. That like it's, it's, it, they're, they're insane. They're out of control. Mm-hmm. There's no like everything that we do as human beings is based on other uh, things other human beings have done. We're a social sharing species, and the idea that I own it, it's mine, is not natural. No, it's and so if I own it, it's mine. Sure, for like your lifetime, maybe, 
or like like a little bit of, like a little bit of time after you die. But there's no reason that like something from a hundred years ago is still is not in the public domain. Like there should be a very short period of time before something's shared. Yeah, because you didn't you didn't create it like God out of nothing. Whatever you did came from something else. Yeah, even Shakespeare had sources that he just stole from. We know this as like literary historians know this he had like history books and he would just steal from them and to make shakespeare plays he did it there you go yeah that's that's what we do Mm -hmm. and um it's uh you know on the the, the same side you shouldn't rip off your friends uh no i've had that happen to me um i've tried to be very careful about that kind of thing in, in comedy especially like I think there. I, I don't, you never want to rip off somebody who's a friend, but that's a friend friend thing. Sure. I think nothing you do is so sacred and unique that it's like you have to pay, pay me and my heirs in perpetuity that's for right. it. Well, I'm proud to say I paid for your CD. So thank you, so thank you. And if you hadn't, I would hunt you down so and have you prosecuted. You, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> my <laughs> album is the one exception. Well, yeah, and after this conversation, I'd lie about it even if I didn't. Right. <laughs> No, I paid for it, and like I said, I love it. Well, thanks. Uh, I, you know what? I never said about the Doctor Demento thing. There was a. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, we it's were... fine. No, that, totally fine. I, but I do want to say this: there, uh, there was a radio convention they have here every year uh, in Minneapolis called the Conclave, and I went there a few, uh, I don't know, five six years ago, uh, and I was in the bathroom by myself. At least I thought I was by myself. Who walks out of the stall in nothing but his boxer shorts, but Doctor Demento? Then comes out and changes into his full. You know, he wears a costume. The, oh, uh, excuse me, tuxedo. Did he? Oh, that's right. And so he hat. had to change in the bathroom. Yes. <laughs> I saw him. You know, it'd be like uh, seeing Mickey Mouse. You know, without the. You know, at Disney World, without the head on. That happens. Yeah, that definitely happens. The worst too is when the when some of the audience sees you in the bathroom. Like, so there's an audience who's going to see you on stage, and you there's like there's just the one bathroom, and yeah. there you are. Slopping together a costume, and I knew that he was going to be there because I had read it somewhere. So I was like, "I'd love if I run into Doctor Demento, I'm going to, you know, meet him. I'm going to get his autograph, maybe get a picture taken." It's the worst with him. possible time to meet somebody. Yes, in the freaking bathroom. <laughs> so like, you know, and then it's you know, I like I said, I thought I was alone. Then it turns out it's the two of us. And I'm like, mm-hmm, do I say anything now? Do I acknowledge that I recognize him? What do I do? I ended up waiting till we both walked out, and I kind of like nonchalant, you know, like, "Hey, anyway." And, he was super friendly, so but I did wait till he left. I was like, oh. "Hey, remember but if me, this is my only chance, the bathroom? yeah, exactly." Remember, do you remember these shoes? Were you looking under? You I just it? want to make sure you know I'm not a bathroom person. <laughs> I only stalk celebrities in restrooms. I was, I was trying to think. I don't think I have any big celebrity story meeting in like in a bathroom. I don't think I do. My I uh, my favorite celebrity I have met twice. Well, one time I saw him, the second time I introduced myself was Rip Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just the most comical celebrity sighting I've seen because I saw him twice. Like, why would I? Why would I have to see Rip Taylor twice? Like, that's you, one time should be enough for one life. Yeah. But the first time I was eating at an outdoor like cafe, so people were walking by on the street in West Hollywood. Okay. And- <laughs> Rip Taylor, Rip Taylor walked by and he had a handler or an associate of some kind, mm-hmm. and he's talking and his big, you know, his big mustache and scarf, and he's walking by and he's going like, "What? We gotta get there. We'll be late for the show." And that's all I heard. That was that. That was the glimpse into his life. It's Rip Taylor. 
He's he's late, and of course he has a show, and he's not out of character. Of course, there's a show. Yeah, like, somewhere. Most days of his life, of course, there's a show. We'll be late for the show. And then the second time I saw him, he's been saying that forever. You know it. <laughs> the second time I saw him was in L.A., and he was eating at. I went to this, and it was another restaurant. And he was eating there. It was like a burger joint, and uh, he had a he also he had a handler with him. Yeah, like he, apparently it's a different person, but he uh, he's got an entourage, I guess. And uh, and I was like, okay, I'm not gonna see Rip Taylor twice in my, one lifetime and not introduce myself. So yeah, yeah. I was like, but then I like, what do you say? It's like it's Rip Taylor. I don't, I, so I exaggerated. I was like, hi, I just I'm a big fan of your work. I don't like what is what is his work? What is his work? No. I, I immediately thought to myself, but I'm like, I'm a big fan of your work. And he he drops the fork and knife. They make a clink sound. He just immediately does blink, and then he 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 puts his hand to his ear like he wants to hear more. Like keep complimenting yeah. me. He goes he goes clink. Tell me examples. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was funny. Oh no, uh, 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 confetti. I like confetti. <laughs> he was funny. I am. I do feel a little bit left out that I didn't get hit with confetti. Yeah. Maybe that's what the handler's for. <laughs> My confetti boy. <laughs> Joe the confetti boy. So what did you uh when you what did you see yourself doing? Uh, you know, oh, was it one other time I saw Mark Wahlberg on the street and I used shirt to on or off? What? Did you have shirt on? Shirt on unfortunately. I I mean, well, I, when I was like Mark Wal Marky Mark came out when I was 14 or 13, yeah. so it was like for me that was like he was like the hottest guy in the universe for like three years. Oh, sure, those. Uh, yeah, even as a straight guy, I, I dude had an awesome six pack. You want to cu- cuddle? You want you want like that? I you need it. <laughs> we I, that's I want it. And then like I saw him years later, and like he has hot, you know, he has a movie career and all that. Like we all know Mark Wahlberg, yeah. and it's like I don't think of him as hot as I used to right. when I was young. <laughs> and he's still, I would, I mean, he's obviously he's a, a really attractive guy, but yeah. like. But here he is, and it's like, oh my god, you're a real person. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but all these thoughts are going through my head. And I didn't say because I was like, he looks mean, right? He look, he looks me in the eye, and he looks kind of mean. And I'm like, what do I do? Do I try to suck his dick? <laughs> and, but all, all I did was, I was like, I was like, you know what? I I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna give him a silent nod like this. Oh, so I did the nod thing. The cool kid. Like, yeah, I was like, I did a cool kid nod like that, yeah. and he he did it right back. To of course me. he did. He just nodded right back. Oh, he's to me used like that. that's yeah. What's yeah. Boston? Yeah. But what when, so it was like an understanding. Yeah. He was like, oh, this guy's cool. We're cool. All right, this guy's great. And then I'm like, and then like, I'm like, oh no, no, that was like, that was a thanks for letting me masturbate to you. <laughs> that's what that that's what that nod meant. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> <laughs> you should have shook his hand. You feel those, <laughs> feel those calluses? I, Thanks, uh, buddy. I, I will. I will. I plan on working with him. Kelvin Klein. You still want Kelvin Klein's, Marky? <laughs> Weren't they Kelvin Klein? I think it was. The I boxer think, briefs? I, I would imagine you would probably stick with the brand. Yeah. Unless you want to rebrand yourself. Yeah. Little Marky Mark. Feel the vibration. Dan Van Kirk does a great Marky Mark uh, on uh, the Sklar Brothers podcast. Sklarbro Country. Oh, love those guys. I love those guys, too. I yeah. do a lot of stuff on their podcast. And uh, and Dan Van Kirk's Mark Wahlberg is, like, it's it's amazing. Oh, I haven't heard that. Yeah, it's great. I haven't listened Sometimes, to it. We've, we've done a couple where I'm Jesse Ventura and he's Mark Wahlberg. And they share stories because, you know... Mark Wahlberg was supposed to be on the plane on 9-11. Oh, right, right, right. And so I'm like, what do you know about it? And he's like, <laughs> what do you mean what I know? I know what I know, you know? <laughs> that's fantastic. You know, something that's happened when I started hosting this podcast, I stopped listening to, not stopped completely, but 
my listening of other podcasts has gone down considerably. So I I will confess that I rarely listen to podcasts myself. Yeah, I don't. I just I mostly just do them. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I can understand. I that. do. I check it. I, I listen to. I listen to every once in a while. I listen to Mark Maron or Paul F. Tompkins podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I listen to serious. Po- I listen to like James Howard Kunstler and Alan Watts, two serious podcasts. Oh my goodness! Uh, mostly on airplanes, though. For any kind of podcast, it's usually only when I'm on an airplane. Yeah. I otherwise I just don't. I'm not, I, I I I personally have set up my life to listen to him. Do you have a car, in New York City? I don't have a car. I don't have an iPod anymore. I guess that's part of it too. Yeah. I, like I, I keep. Lo- I've I had two that I've lost, and I just don't have anything like that. I don't have a smartphone. So what? No, I don't have smart. I have a I have a wise phone. Wise. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody. Uh, oh, speaking of you, Jim Gaffigan. I follow him on Twitter, and he he posted a uh, a pic on Twitter the other day. He was at the Lakers game, Knicks game. Okay. And the guy that played Mr. Big, not Chris Noth, Noth. On uh, Sex in the City, okay, was apparently was there s- next to him. Or was sitting in front of him, and the picture that Jim Gaffigan took was of Chris Noth Noth, his phone, and it said Chris Noth has a Breaking Bad phone. <laughs> Do you watch Breaking Bad? Because the guy on, on Walt on uh, Breaking Bad uses the old flip phone. A flip phone, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. hilarious. Yes. Um, I, what I was going to ask you is what is what you're doing now? What you saw yourself doing? Is this what you want to be doing? Good I mean, what's question actually? Um, what are you working towards right no, now? No, I thought I was going to be. I thought it, no, I never thought of myself that I would be like a like a like a I don't know a fairly well known stand up. I had no idea podcasts were a thing that would happen. Yeah, I thought I had a future in television sketch comedy. Okay, that's what I was aiming for. And it never happened. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm living in a universe. There's probably alternate universes where that did happen. <laughs> and but I, I like this one just fine. Yeah. It's not what I expected. Um, it's very fun. It took me a long time to get to a place where I could enjoy myself and my life. Yeah. I was very depressed. I was like, uh, um. I I was I, I was I I had a horrible experience coming out of the closet. Oh, uh, and then after effects after that I, it was it was bad. It was like residual negativity. Okay, that oh like that sloshed over for years and it ruined my twenties basically. Ugh, that's, um, that's awful. But um, I shouldn't. That's a blanket statement. It's not really true. Well, my twenty, it ruined part of my twenties. Sure, sure. Um, it tainted large them. parts of my life mm-hmm. and um. It was it was it was a horrible ordeal, and that's another reason I like to talk about being gay publicly, and make people laugh. Force I force people to laugh about it, even in a homophobic room, mm-hmm. like or like a largely homophobic room, or uh, or it, or you know if it, you know whoever they are. Sometimes there's lots of gay people, and sometimes there's none of them at mm-hmm. my shows. So uh, I I talk about it to everybody because whether if they're gay or not, you know. There's there's other people in your life who might be so I I just I feel like I went through so much hell that I just don't want anybody else to do it. I want to do whatever I can to make other people not have to go through that anymore. Yeah, yeah. And um, we're in a we're in a place where more more and more people are going to start coming out over the next few years, and it's good. It's going to be really great. Yeah. Um, like Todd Glass was the uh... Todd Glass a year ago came out of the closet, and that was amazing. He wasn't even 
He did it on pure courage. He wasn't even prepared for it at all. He, uh, That's one of the best episodes of anything you can ever listen he's to, so, ever. He's, he's, he's so great. When, he's when so he great. came out on uh, WTF uh, with Marin, that was... I, I, that was I'd never heard anything like it. Oh, it was God. so real. Todd. And I've been a fan of Todd for a long time. People so. and you know p- people loved him. He was all worried about it, you know. Yeah. He's been through the closet his whole life is in his 40s and yeah. people loved him. He's he's he was he's a beloved comedian. Yeah. And there's lots of people like that yeah. all over show business. Yeah. Who think, "Oh, I can't possibly," you know, and you you can. Everybody everybody likes you. Yeah. There no like it's there, there is a small number of people who are assholes. Yeah, it's not a big deal anymore. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal anymore. And it's something to celebrate. Yeah, you do an impression of Todd, right? I do Todd Glass impression. <laughs> what, what, what do you think? What, what if I? You know what the problem with the Mark Maron situation? That's what he he can't say that he's gay. Still, <laughs> he does. He can't say the words, so he says the Mark Maron situation. <laughs> I've I've noticed that he prefaces everything he says not on, not you know not during his act but when he's uh, like doing an interview yeah. or asking you know like either side of an interview he prefaces everything he says have you ever noticed that no, I want to say this but when I say it I really don't want to say it what I'm saying is I'm asking you exactly yeah 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 before I ask you the question I want to make sure you know this is a question within a question <laughs> exactly. Todd Glass. Todd Glass. God damn. I can't wait to do his podcast again. He that is he's so fun. Yeah, it's been a while since he's been on back. I've to only acting. been on it twice and it feels like I've been on a lot more because we did so many bits just from we just come up with the shit and he's so fun. He's so fun. There's so many shows. When you do a show with Todd, you hang out with him for hours afterwards. Yeah. When you do the podcast, it's like you have to tear. He made me late for two, a show both times I did his show. He made me late because we couldn't. He's it's too funny, and I'm like, have, I, we can't. I can't tear away from it. You know, I have a uh, I have a weird connection to Todd Glass in that <clears throat> I'm divorced now. Congratulations! Uh, yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks, James. I, uh, I I when I got married years ago, whatever it was, seven, eight, nine, ten, six, seven, whatever it was. When we were when uh, w- leading up to my wedding, my fiance at the time and her uh, bridesmaids all wanted to go get their nails done and everything. Have a pet mani mani pedis mm-hmm. before the wedding, and I was able to uh, cover the price of that because of Todd Glass. What? Because one of the t- about six months before that, he was in town <laughs> at this club at Giving Acme Comedy Company. He. <laughs> Uh, was staying downtown, somehow buddied up with people from a spa downtown. They were giving him uh, free, you know, free massages, <laughs> and I don't know what else he was getting done there. I bet he could get himself talked into a place. Yes. So not only was he getting free work, uh, free work, but he came on the air at the radio station, and like every two minutes was like, oh, and by the way, I'm staying downtown, and I love visiting blah, blah, blah spa. And gave him like five free plugs on our morning show. Nice. Two days later, we get a gift basket in uh, at the oh, radio wow. station with all these gift cards for massages. Good energy. Todd Glass is a good energy person. So thanks to him, my ex-wife and her sister and my sister all got uh, pedicures and manicures for my perfect <laughs> for free. <laughs> thanks, Todd. No, I, yeah. See, no, I give things out like that. <laughs> you should leave a tip. I hope you leave a tip. <laughs> Leave a medium tip. (laughs) I hope they did leave a medium tip. 
Uh, so you're here at Acme. All the um, thank uh, you. I had forgotten. Yeah, we're here at Acme. You're here. You're going to be here tonight. I'm coming back to the sh- for the show tonight. By I the will way. be here tonight. Yeah. So today's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Two shows Friday. Two shows Saturday. There you go. Yeah. I uh, where'd my little cheat sheet here go? I uh, you did a little bit of this voice on the morning show today. Can can you do some Vincent Price? Vincent Price, yes. Well, gentlemen, welcome to my chamber of secrets. Raoul, <laughs> <laughs> you'll notice Raoul, my curious associate and charge d'affaires. Our relationship need not be specified. Raoul, fetch the murdering slippers. I love Vincent Price movies. Like that's the best part of the gay villains bit. He's yeah, one of them. Yeah, yeah. He's always playing a gay villain. Yeah. You will pardon my ample erection. <laughs> but they call Vincent him- Price is he's one of those guys at the same time he's a great actor and an awful actor. Yeah. And it well, it depend like he's outstanding when he's playing like a demon, like an evil thing who's like, Vengeance will be mine. And like well, it's awesome. But when he tries to play when he tries to play like a char- like a good guy character, it doesn't like like in like one of the one of Edgar Allan Poe stories. There's a movie of like the fall of the House of Usher or something, and okay. he's like he's like Frederick, Frederick, what what do you mean? Uh, uh, he's gone, the love of our lives. She's what's happened to her? And it's like <laughs> you know you should be the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. He's a madman, you see. <laughs> Madness runs in our family, of course. <laughs> I love those smoky voices that don't really exist anymore. It's not in. It's not popular to have smoking celebrities like it no. was. Like it was back in the sixties mm-hmm. and earlier. So that's why Vincent Price. Vincent, <laughs> Vincent Price sounds like he's in between sm- cigarettes yes, every time you hear him. Slightly out of breath. <laughs> I had to. Uh, my girlfriend had no idea who Vincent Price was when we went and saw uh, that you in the whole comedy bang bang thing last summer. Oh, yeah. And I was like, okay, uh, what would you know him from? Michael Jackson. Yeah, Thriller. Actually, well, actually, my first internet video was an episode of Yacht Rock, and um, it was the Channel One Hundred One series Yacht Rock. Uh, you, you got that. I time. played Vincent Price in Yacht Rock, and it was so fun. It was it's a whole, the premise of the episode was the recording of the Thriller uh, album. Oh, okay. Which he was a part of. Yeah. Um, so they had me as Vincent Price. They had Demorge Brown as Michael Jackson, and they had a bunch of guys. Oh, Steve Agee's in it. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, it's it's a it's a really fun fun uh, video. It's. I should I should see that I should post that again. It's been a long time. The funk of forty thousand years. What's that? Yes, yes. Then to the night as they rise. <laughs> oh, what a cackle! Uh, who um, who is the? Let's put it, the uh, who is the cartoonish? Is that just that's not Captain? Just Captain Hook? Is it? Wasn't there another? Uh, the the waxed mustache yeah. gay villain. Who was that? The thin mustache. Mm. Yes. Well, it's the archetype is the that's that's one of the tells for a gay villain is the mustache. Vincent Price always has the mustache. Yes. Or, you know, the Van Dyke mustache and beard. The Van Dyke, um, yes. Captain Hook uh is definitely a gay villain. Um uh what's this the, uh, what's Snidely Whiplash, yes, I suppose. That's who I'm thinking of. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Um yeah, I, I, there's an endless number of examples, and I cite a lot of them in my act. And actually, I did a bit. It's on my album, right? Yeah. Then, 
couple months after my album comes out, Skyfall comes out with the the biggest no. gay villain of all time. It, it, like I I can't believe they just did that. Javier Bardem is yes everything I'm talking about in You're my right. bit. You're right. I like I was like oh, I got to retire the bit, and then I can't because Javier Bardem does that thing. Have to work that in. You do have to work that in. He's like, uh, he, he's. Like, You're right. He's like, yeah, mommy was very bad, wasn't she, Mister Bond? <laughs> and when they talk about mommy being very bad, I'm trying to separate you from your attraction to women. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Mommy was very bad, Mister Bond. <laughs> Javier Bardem's a hot guy. He's the hottest ugly guy working in Hollywood today. <laughs> Honestly, I, I'm. Uh, we had to cover the stuff about like cause I, I didn't. I don't know a ton about you, so I'm glad we got to cover. So I, you know, before today, I didn't know a ton about you. So, um, except all the voices, so I'm glad we got to cover that. But honestly, I could do this all day, like having you go, "Oh, do this, do this, tell a story." <laughs> like this has been a blast. Thank Absolute you, thank you, Justin. Blast. I got to ask you one more thing because my buddy Bill, who works on the morning show with me, if yeah. I don't get you to do some Gary Busey, he's okay. going to be super disappointed. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to get up. We got to wrap this program up. Is this a podcast? Is this a is this a cast? Is this cat broadcast into a podcasting format? That's correct, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Gary R. Busey, private citizen, first class, and which you we've been down here at the Acme Theater with with Justin. I've been down here. Well, let me tell you something. If you want to find out more about what's happening at Acme Comedy Company, you can check out their website www.acmecomedyco.com forward slash comedy forward slash Busey.htm. If that is entered incorrectly, you will be taken to a Viagra website. <laughs> Thank you very much. Where do people go find you on Twitter? You Facebook? will not find me on Twitter. Oh. Twitter is an Illuminati format. Pardon me. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at uh, J Adomian. Awesome. J A D O M I A N. All right, James. Thank you very much. Thanks, buddy. Come back soon. Yeah, you want to do this again? I will. All right.